opportunity to talk to Josh Todd of Buck Cherry over Zoom video. Josh was born and raised in Orange County. He tells us about that and how he got into music. When he was growing up, his sister's boyfriend actually was a singer-songwriter, and he showed him how to play guitar. He kind of looked up to the guy, and he taught him a few chords. Josh talked about auditioning for a band when he was in high school, and they played a bunch of different parties around Orange County and Southern California. At 19 is when he moved to Los Angeles and formed the band Slamhound. They were together for a while, about five years. When that band broke up is when he started Sparrow, which ended up becoming Buck Cherry. Josh Todd talks to us about the success of the first record, trying to follow that up with their second album, Time Bomb, the band going on hiatus and coming back with their biggest record to date, 15. He talks about where they were when the world shut down in 2019 after uh, putting out War Paint, writing and releasing the new record, Hellbound, and the huge tour they have booked to support the new record. You can watch our interview with Josh Todd on our Facebook page and YouTube channel at Bringing It Backwards be incredible if you subscribe to our channel, like us on Facebook, and follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at Bringing Back Pod. We'd appreciate your support if you follow and subscribe to our podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. We're bringing it backwards with Josh Todd. My name is Adam, uh, and this podcast is all about you. It's your journey in music, and we'll talk about uh, obviously the new record that you have out as well. Yeah. Cool, cool. Um, did see that you're, are you from Southern, are you from Orange County area? <laughs> yeah, born and raised in, uh, well, I, I was born in LA, but I grew up in Orange County. Yes, uh, native Californian. Cool, same here. I was born in San Diego, but I'm in Nashville now, but Southern uh, California. <laughs> yeah, well. yeah, nice. Very cool. What was it like growing up there? Uh, it was, a, you know, <clears throat> pretty interesting uh, life because, um, my mother and father are both from uh, small towns in Oklahoma. So all my relatives live in Oklahoma, but uh, they managed to, to uh, come out to California and have a life there. And uh, so I came that close to being like a little country boy. But um, <laughs> yeah, I, I grew up surfing and skating, listening to punk rock music, you know, um, typical, so, you know, Southern California, Orange County kid. Right on, right on. And how did you get into music? Just through skateboarding and surfing? Um, you know, I was always into music. It was always around my house. You know, my mother used to put on records and clean the house and, uh, I'd listen to all her records, you know, my, my sister and I, and, and I always, always liked it. I always liked music, just any kind of music, you know, she listened to like Rod Stewart and the Eagles and Kenny Rogers and like Willie Nelson. And I was into that. And then, you know, cut to, I got into my own flavor of stuff when I was a teenager with uh, a lot of independent punk rock records like Black Flag, Minor Threat, Subhuman, stuff like that. And then then I would sneak in my sister's room and she was into all the Prince era bands like uh, Prince, Apollonia 6, Sheila E, all those records at the time. I loved all that stuff too. So mm-hmm. just, uh, I'm a huge fan, you know, student of the game. Right on. And uh, when did you start playing? Like, what was the first instrument you learned? Uh, guitar. My uh, sister's... Uh, my sister had a boyfriend who was a singer and he could play guitar. And so I kind of looked up to him and, mm-hmm. and he took me under his wing and, and taught me chords. And then I just started learning on the guitar and, um, you know, and uh, I had a real knack for writing words. You know, I, I that's how I got into my first band. You know, um, I wasn't really a singer and they just said, hey, you want to come down and audition for this band? We need a singer. And I go, all right. And um 
I just remember I, I wrote an original song that day on the floor, you know, lyrics and melodies and I just had a knack for it. And that was kind of like what, that was the spark, you know, that's, that was what was interesting for me. And then I developed my voice after that. Oh, wow. So you, you went down, never been in a band before and just auditioned for this, this group that needed a singer. I mean, I knew a lot about music and bands and, and everything. So I wasn't like, I got my grandfather to buy me a microphone and I just plugged it into the guitar amp. I just started <laughs> screaming. I just started screaming, you know, and, uh, you know, I could, I could navigate through it. Okay. I wasn't great, you know, but, uh, they liked, I had a lot of passion. So, uh, I think that's what they liked about me, you know, that's awesome. And that was it, you know? And then I started conducting the rehearsal. I was like, I was like, fuck these like cover songs. Let's, let's write an original song. And then I was like, Hey, I said to the guitar player, I go, you got any riffs? And he's like, yeah. And he started playing like some original riff and I got down on the floor and I just started writing, you know, and it just came really naturally to me. Wow. That's incredible. So, uh, did you audition with a, with a cover or was it, do you just went in and said, Hey, let's try to do. Yeah, we were doing some covers. I think we were doing some, um, we were doing blister in the sun, uh, violent Femmes, And okay. <laughs> we did like, we did uh, like, should I stay or should I go? Stuff like that. And oh, cool. uh, like some Led Zeppelin songs. That's rad. And then did you guys, I, was that the band uh, Slamhound? No, Slamhound okay. was my, Slamhound was my first band that I started when I moved to LA when I was 19. Okay, so this and, band was uh, prior to Slamhound? Yeah, this band, uh, we called ourselves uh, Natural Black. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually a pretty good name. Yeah, <laughs> uh, uh, we played, uh, we were too young to play clubs, so we played all house parties in Orange County, you know? I mean, that's where I cut my teeth. There's actually a song on the new record, Hellbound. The title track, Hellbound, is about the first show I did at a house party in Orange County, California, and that was when I knew uh, everything had changed for me, that there was no looking back. That's amazing. That's really yeah. amazing. Okay, so that band was just, like you said, house parties. When did you, you move to LA, what, how, how long after you were in that band? I was in that band, you know, just during high school. And then I moved to L.A. when I was 19 and uh, started Slamhound. And I was in Slamhound for, I think, five years. I, I can't remember. But uh, we had gotten, after six months of being in Slamhound, we were on the cover of Rock City News, which is a local mag there. You know, we were, we were doing really well, but we were really uh, uh, in bad shape. We were using a lot of drugs and alcohol. So we were uh, a mess. But uh, thank God that band didn't have any real success i mean we had some moments where we were gonna just that where we might have uh got on a label and stuff we, we we were on an independent label and then we had atlantic records looking at us and then just the whole thing imploded and it was just bad but uh and everybody kind of went off and did their separate things because we were a mess you know so um it was it was a it was fun it was a fun band and a lot of piss and vinegar in that band you know but uh my professional career didn't really start till I was 26. Really? Okay. I, well, I th that band didn't get signed. What was the, did uh, Buck Cherry was something prior to Buck Cherry, right? Or was that, that wasn't Sam Hound, that wasn't the same band? No, Buck Cherry started as our first, the first name of Buck Cherry was Sparrow. Was oh yeah, the, Sparrow. Okay. That's, yeah, yeah. that's what it was. Okay. So yeah. that was years later then after, after Slam Hound? Not too many, not too long. I mean, uh, I thought I remember when Slamhound ended, I was really pretty devastated. And I, uh, 
I love that band. You know, we worked really hard. We got an independent label and we made a record and then the label lost all its financial backing and that oh, was it, you know? And yeah, so that was kind of a drag. And so I took a second, you know, and I, I cleaned up my act. I got sober at that time. Wow. Um, Congratulations. So a lot, a lot, of, a lot of things happened before I actually uh, started uh, writing again. And then, then I, I got my mother to buy me a, a four track and I just sat in my bedroom and, and wrote uh, demos to like drum machines. And um, before I actually met Keith and then, and then we, we started working and with each other and then we started the band. Okay. Wow. And then you guys, that's when you guys got signed, right? To DreamWorks. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't right away, but we, yeah, but we got th signed. with that band. Yeah. So tell me about those first shows. Yeah. With, with, Cause at this point you could play, obviously you could play clubs and what were the, the early shows as a Sparrow like? Yeah, it was, uh, it was amazing. It was, a, it was a really good time. You know, I think at that point we just, we just wanted to be happy, you know, uh, mm -hmm. I, I just know that Keith and I had both gone through our own kind of stuff with a lot of musicians, you know, and musicians are, you know, it's hard to get people that are very dedicated and, and uh, so we just wanted to be happy and, and make great music and we weren't really thinking about much else, you know, and, mm -hmm. and uh, so we went out there and we got on stage and I was like wearing like a puffy jacket and a boa and a fucking cowboy hat and just ripping <laughs> through songs. And, and this is right around the time when like all these kind of like shoegazing Weezer type bands, you know, with the buddy Holly glasses and they're all looking at their shoes and they got sure. the, it's, <laughs> I call it, I call it like nerd rock, you know, they all look like, you know, and they're all laughing at us, you know, and we're just like, fuck this. We're just, and we just went for it. And, you know, we've been kind of like the black sheep of rock music since we started, you know, there was that going on in like rap rock. And, oh, and yeah. here we are, we were just a straight up rock band and we kind of cut through all that. And it was, uh, you know, it was unique. And I think DreamWorks saw, you know, what was cool about that. And thank God. And, and you know, it all started. Yeah. And that first record did awesome, too. I mean, to come out the yes. gate with such a great record. Yeah, we gave uh, DreamWorks their first gold record. You know, they had just started, and that uh, was pretty exciting. That must have been so exciting. Like, wow, yeah. what a celebration getting that gold record, I'm sure. Yeah, it was amazing. That's cool. That's cool. And then on that, I mean, with that, you, you guys did that crazy uh, Woodstock in 99 and a bunch of yeah. gnarly shows, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, it was quite a journey. You know, um, we were so green, and everything was new, and it was uh, – it was amazing, you know, lit up, lit up, started, you know, uh, hitting on radio and we didn't even, we didn't know the power of radio at that time. You know, we were at the time lit up started uh, like happening on radio. We were in Europe uh, uh, for the first time playing with Kiss and wow. we didn't know what was going on in the States. And, uh, you know, at that time we were playing just small clubs in the States and just trying to build up a following without any radio. So there wasn't, there was like one show a week where it was crazy. And um, so we came, we came back to the States, lit up, had started gaining a lot of momentum on radio. And then we were in New Jersey and we had a show in New Jersey and our tour manager comes back and says, Hey, the show sold out tonight. I was like, what sold out? We never even been here. And he, how's that? How did that happen? And he goes, well, lit up's been doing good on the radio and here, and I go, wow, that's crazy. And, and we played this club and it was packed and it was just like, wow, what is going on? 
And then uh, that, at that time we were still in the van. We were in a, you know, still in a van doing the van tour. And when you're in the van tour, you got to drive to the next location after your show. So here we are at like three in the morning in the van and the radio's on the rock radio and lit up came on. We had never heard our song on radio and the whole van went silent. Right. And we just, we were like, Oh my God, we just turned it up and listened to the whole song all the way through. And it was, it was a amazing moment. That's so special. That's so cool. That's so cool. Yeah. I love hearing those stories. I've did, I've done radio for, for 16 years and to hear uh, bands like, Oh my God, I heard my song on the radio for this. It's just so cool. I, I still think there's something so special about the radio. <laughs> it, it's really great when you're caught randomly, you know, you're not like at a radio station and there your songs played or, you know, you're like somewhere, right. In some weird Unexpected, location. Unexpected. Yeah. On. Yeah. That's killer. That's so cool. <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah, yeah. You guys had some major success with that, with that record. And then um, the next record came out and how, was it hard to try to follow something up like that with your sophomore album? Yeah. It was just a lot of, I mean, we worked really hard on that record. Time bomb is the record yeah. and it's a great, it's a great record. And you know, there was just some, uh, there was some, uh, some power struggles at the label at the time. And you know, you get lost in the shuffle, you know, it's like, everything has to be working. You know, that the synergy with your team and the label and the songs and everything's got to be working. Timing is really important with uh, records and the timing on that was just, uh, it was tough, you know, mm -hmm. and we got through that and, and took a hiatus because there, you know, a lot of the band members quit and it was a, it was a rough time. Yeah. And, and then you came back obviously <laughs> with another smash, you know, record, yeah. like yeah. back out the gate and, and that record it, that one did even what more sales, right? It was even bigger than, than that first. Yeah, record. it was commercially our biggest record, fifteen, and um, and everybody had written us off, and and we uh, we we had an amazing comeback story. It was amazing. Yeah, how validating was that moment? I mean, just coming back and saying and and just showing everybody that you guys you have. There's it. nothing. There's nothing like success. It's the best revenge for sure. You know? <laughs> I can imagine. Yeah, That's so cool. What were some of the like? coming back like that were you getting on big tours again like what was the what was it like coming back and <clears throat> yeah that was a whole new level of, of roller coaster you know crazy bitch is uh, quite a phenomenon you know it's it's to this day it still sells a lot of units and um who would have thought you know we just didn't think that uh, that song was going to do what it did you know and uh it was a uh, an amazing ride at that time we we were on big festivals. We've got to play with all of our heroes. It was, it was crazy. We rode that way for a long time. That's cool. That's really cool. Would you say like, um, and then, I mean, you have what, nine records out now. Yeah. This is our ninth record, uh, 22 years. That's huge. I mean, yeah, that that's, that's something a lot of bands can't say, you know what I mean? They'll put out a record or two. You guys could have just called it a time bomb, right? Uh, yeah, you know, a lot of, a lot of bands, we've seen so many bands come and go so many bands that were told us, oh, these guys are going to be like the next GNR or something like that. I can't even tell you how many times I've heard that. And I'm like, okay. And, and then it's like one and out two and out or whatever. And you never mm -hmm. hear from them again. And, um, it's sad, you know, I mean, it, there's such a small percentage of bands that have longevity and especially rock rock is taken the biggest hit over the years mm -hmm. no i completely agree that's yeah it's an, you have an incredible story just like i said to have a huge <laughs> record right out the gate and then come back with another 
insanely successful album. Yeah, you know, it's just uh, we're driven and passionate and, you know, um, we just keep going. Mm -hmm. Through that 20, I mean, 22 years, were you guys pretty much doing like record and then tour the record, record, tour the record? Was that kind of the cycle uh, that you guys kind of followed? That was the cycle. It was, uh, I've literally lived my life on the road. It's been um, a lot of peaks and valleys, you know. Um, but yeah, that's been the cycle. And, you know, two years on and go make a record. Two years on and go make a record, you know. It's mm -hmm. pretty much been a pattern of ours. And how did that, like, I mean, when the world shut down in, in you know, 2020, what was that like? Like, were you guys working on Hellbound or where were you guys at when that No, we, we had a we had a whole tour booked for a, the Warpaint record and month after month started going away. And it was really uh, it was really challenging and we had to scramble. And I, I was just like, hey, you know what? This is it. The whole year is gone. You know, we got to just we got to go to plan B and uh, like. I was like, where is this, where are we going to be when all this, all the dust settles, you know, we're going to, it's going to be two years since our last record. So we got to, we got to make some music. And uh, I'm so glad that we got to focus on the songwriting of Hellbound because it was just madness, you know, in the, in the United States, you know, with so many things, you know, not only the election, election nonsense, COVID, the protests, the, you know, the gun violence, ev everything that, you know, the racism, it was like, it was insane. And so it was so nice to kind of channel our channel, our energy into this great record. And I think this is the best record Buckcherry's made, honestly. And um, so happy with it. That's amazing. So did you guys even have a chance to tour on, on Warpaint at all? Yeah, we, we toured, we did 156 shows in uh, oh, wow. 2019. Okay. Yep. So you're able to, yeah, we did you're able to, to, to support the album. It wasn't like you yeah, put it out and it was out. like, okay. Yeah. That's so how quickly do you start writing Howlbound? Like, I mean, was it, okay, let's see what we can do. Let's figure out if, if, if this, if COVID's wanna, really gonna blow yeah, up. I want to I want to say we started in April, but we may have started in March. I don't know of 2020, you know, we just, Stevie and I just started making demos and we just, that was it every day, just back and forth, uh, working on songs. We maybe, we maybe took a day off a week and then and it was just making, you know, writing and writing and writing. And we wrote 28 songs for a 10 song record. So, wow. Uh, it was a lot of songs, you know, and that's what you got to do if you want to make a great record for us, you know? So, um, yeah. And then we, uh, the last week of writing, we flew to Nashville and wrote, uh, six songs in five days with Marty Fredrickson. And that was, a crazy, amazing experience. And five of those songs made the record. Wow. That is cool. That's so cool. How did, like, uh, what made you guys come out here to, to work on the album? You know, we've worked with Marty in the past. We've co-written songs. He's produced records of ours and we just have a great relationship with him. And he's the producer on this record as well. And he lives in Nashville and, uh, the label actually suggested like, Hey, you know, we want to play you guys out. Why don't you guys do some writing with Marty? And we were like, yeah, let's go. And at that point we had been working the songwriting muscle. We were ready, you know, because, uh, you know, Marty always lifts, lifts us up to a new level, you know, because he's, he's a really talented guy and, and we love being in a room with him. And so everybody's bringing their a game, you know, and it was really, uh, we made a lot of progress, you know, it was like, a, 
we were songwriting machines. You know, I would go in in the morning and record vocals for two and a half hours. I'd come back to the hotel. Stevie and Marty would get together and they would bang out a whole new musical composition. They would send me that that music by like 5 p.m. I would write lyrics and melodies all through the night. And then the next morning I would come in and lay down vocals and melodies to that song, you know, and so on. And we did that for five days straight. It was nuts. Oh my gosh. And you guys were able to crank out what? Six songs you said? Five or six songs? Yep. Yeah. Six songs like uh, Hellbound was written during that time. So hot. You wasted no more time. No more lies. It was amazing. Wow. A lot of those singles too. I mean, So Hot was a single, the recent yeah. single Hellbound. Like, that's pretty incredible. Yeah. There was just this energy going on where we couldn't write a bad song. It was great. That's so cool. Um, wow. Uh, did you record the whole record there or did you just end up doing those five songs there? Or were those just demo? Yeah, out? well, we, we did the five songs there. And then, uh, so those are like keeper vocals for me. I didn't have to re-record re those vocals. And then, so we, we did the week of songwriting. We came back to LA and then we came back uh, a couple weeks later and recorded the rest of the record. And that was it. Everybody did their parts. We were done in like, I would say 15 days. And then um, that was it. Wow. Hell, wow. Hellbound was done. And so we were done in October of 2020 with that. Wow. That's, <laughs> that's fast. Is that the, yeah. one of the quicker records you guys have done? You know, we make our best stuff uh, quickly. You know, um, we, we spend a lot of time outside of the studio writing and rewriting songs and getting demos and making sure we have everything. Then we find out the songs we want. And then when we go in to re just re-record them, we already know we've already, I've already sang them, you know, so we've already laid down all the parts before. So we're just like, at this point in time, when we re-record them, we just want to capture like the, the performances, make the performances really great. And, um, and that's what we do. And it doesn't take us long, you know, because we've already been through the songs before, you know, um, that's, that's the way 15 happened. We, we recorded that record in 15 days. That's why we called it 15. Really? Wow. So about the same, same amount of time for this, this latest record too. Yeah. That's incredible. Uh, were you guys right when you were demoing the songs, was it difficult to write with each other or were you having to do it like virtually like this or, or not so no, much? No, 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 no. Okay. Stevie, Stevie, Stevie lives uh, 20 minutes from me. And okay. You know, I mean, we, we did our safety protocol, but you know, we were, we, uh, we didn't do anything. So it's like, we weren't around any people. We were just in our homes and, and, uh, you know, we uh, just uh, worked our asses off, you know. It's nice not to have to deal with, I'm sure, the technology aspect. Like, it wasn't like you guys were all over the globe or anything like that. I've talked to a lot of artists. No, no. Trying to I mean, adapt to, like, Zoom writing and everything else. But you can start working on songs where, like, he'll just send me, like, music, like, in an email, and I'll have music, and I'll just write lyrics and melodies at home. Then I just go over to his house, and then we kind of – map it all out and record it, you know, and, and then put it together that way. You know, I mean, it's not like we're spending tons of time in a room together, you know, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. the record's out. It's awesome. And the singles are doing really well. I saw that even the, the most latest or the latest video has like almost 300,000 <laughs> plays or it maybe just cracked 300,000 plays. It was yeah. Close. So hot is over, so hot's over uh 400,000 and the Hellbound's over 200,000, you know, huge. We're, they're great videos. And, um, yeah, we're having, we're doing really well. You know, we're grateful and, and the shows are going off and, you know, uh, one day at a time. Mm -hmm. 
And you guys are able to tour. I did see you have uh, a few dates in in Texas. Yeah. Have, uh, what's the tour like? What's the tour schedule like for this album? Right now, it's all the United States, and then uh, we're going to the UK in uh, November, and then uh, hopefully Europe and Australia after that. You know, as long as they get their act together with the vaccines and all that. Sure, sure. Have you guys had a chance to play the record yet, or play? You've done some shows already, or not yet? Yeah. Yeah, okay. we've been out here for we've been out here for a month. Wow, what was it like playing for the first time in front of people? That must have been like people's first show, you know, back in a year plus. Uh, you know, we did a bunch of socially distanced stuff in 2020. You know, we did probably 15, 20 shows in 2020, and then we did. Uh, we've already done uh, before the Hellbound tour start. We did like maybe six shows. So, you know, we we know we knew what it was going to be like. Um, but now it's like different. It's like it's like the way it used to be because of, you know, the the, the vaccines. And mm -hmm. so people are it's, it's a lot different now. But uh, before we had to do all the safety protocol, people had to be socially distanced at some shows. We had like temperature bands and stuff like that. Wow. I didn't I haven't seen the temperature band thing, but I can imagine the the energy now back at the shows has got to be exceptional compared to the socially distant ones. It's great. You can tell people are so happy to just congregate and, and just do something, you know, sure, yeah, be around people without a mask and all that. <laughs> yeah, know? that's cool. That's awesome. I, I, I mean, the record's rad. I just watched a couple of the videos uh, before I got on the call with you. And I, I love what you're doing, man. It's, it's awesome. Cool, man. The fact that you've, you know, you guys have been doing this for 22 years now. That's something to be said, you know? Yes, sir. That's so cool. Well, and thank you so much, man, for, for chatting with me today. I appreciate it. My pleasure. Thanks I do have me. Yeah. I have one more question for you. Do you have any advice for aspiring artists? Wow. There's so much advice. Uh, it's, <laughs> it's hard to condense it. Um, aspiring artists. Yeah. You know, um, first and foremost, you, you better be passionate about what you do. You know, um, you know, if you're not passionate, it's probably not going to work out. So Passion is first and foremost, massive action. Uh, what are you doing? What are you doing every day to uh, further yourself? You know, um, you got to be you got to be in it to win it, you know, um, and you got to cut off the lifeboat. That's my suggestion. You know, don't have any anything to fall back on, you know, or you chances are you won't succeed, you know. So those are uh, really important uh, points that I had to learn. And um you know, uh, and then get a good attorney when all the, uh, when, when the money comes, make sure you have a good attorney because that's when the vultures come. <laughs>